You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 161. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. This is a really interesting and special episode. This is the first Lively Adventure episode now that I'm back to the States after three months of travel. So the Lively Adventure is going to continue as I continue to travel the States and more, but I want to take this time to really reflect on this summer and what this experience has taught me so far. When I started the trip, I did a vlog about this, if you look back to the New York vlog from May, and you'll see that what I was most curious about when I was starting out on the trip was not about the sights I'd see, the places I'd go, or even the people I'd meet. I was most curious about how this trip would change me. I wanted to know what my shift in perspective and life would be like. I wanted to know why my intuition was taking me on this adventure in an unending way that was unexpected and unplanned. But again, you can see the vlog about that decision, the big decision vlog. If you want to see that decision to sell the house and furniture the week that I left for this trip and Now that I'm coming back to the States, it's really interesting to see what was that change? What has changed so far? Am I the same person or am I not? So here it goes. Today, I'm going to share the 10 lessons that I've learned from the last three months while traveling Europe on this lively adventure. What's cool is these are also going to mirror some of the episodes you guys have heard me share so far. So if you like the idea of learning more about any one of these single lessons, you can go to the lively adventure episodes that correspond. I'm starting with number 10 and moving down to number one. So number 10 is the first Lively Adventure episode, kind of goes along with this lesson that I'm gonna share today. And there'll also be some new stuff that I haven't shared or given context to in those older episodes, looking back on these lessons now. And then also number one, so it's gonna count down from the first one as number 10 to number one being today's lesson that I've learned this last week. So let's start with number 10, which is follow your intuition, even when things feel uncertain. And before I get it too deep into this, guys, hopefully these are things you too in your own life, no matter where you're living in the world, no matter what your circumstances look like, I'm hoping that these lessons I've learned are universal enough that you can find a way to adapt them to your situations as well. So as I share these, it's not just about here's me, 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 but hopefully here's what I've experienced and hopefully some piece of it will resonate with you and your experience as well. So number 10 is follow your intuition even when things feel uncertain. As I shared on the vlog about the house sale, I wrote to my intuition about the decision to do it. Should I sell the house and the furniture or not? I asked the intuition why I should do it because it did say, yes, I should. And I said, why? And it said, because you want a life you never imagined before. After that answer, as you see me read it in the vlog, you're going to also see me reflecting and kind of in this really concerned and sort of fearful or uncertain place saying, how on earth do I know I want a life I've never imagined before? How can I know if I want it if I can't even imagine it? That was a huge leap of faith for me to take on my intuition and that writing exercise because I hadn't been thinking that ahead of time. I hadn't been sitting there saying, I want a life I never imagined before every day of my life. That was news to me. But here's the truth. I took the leap of faith and my intuition was 100,000% right. I do want a life I never imagined before that point. 
And I'm so grateful that I took its leap and I did do it. What's also true, I'm not sure what that looks like three months from now or even three weeks from now. I don't even know what this is even going into. All I know is I'm really enjoying where I'm at right now. And I don't know if that's going to continue forever. Am I just going to keep traveling forever? Am I going to end up back in the States? Am I going to end up somewhere in Europe or somewhere not even in Europe? I have no idea. But I can tell you, I am fully living this step and the next one and the next one. And I'm loving or at least breathing through every step along the way. So I'm either loving it and fully living it, or when it gets tough, I am breathing through it and trying to handle whatever emotion may be coming up. But that is my big thing now. It's not about what the next three weeks are going to look like or the next three months. It's all about what is showing up right now. And lesson number nine, how to use flow to direct my adventures. So that's lesson number nine, using flow to direct adventures. I started practicing, and this is in the last three months on this trip, asking myself, what is the universe flowing to me in the present moment? And then I would take that step. Like the time that I couldn't find a great place to stay for a few days in London, I wanted to stay for a few days with a friend who was sick and she wanted to have me sleep on her couch. And I was hoping she'd let me sleep on her couch because it would save me some money, but it just wasn't really flowing. And it was kind of strange because it was several days before it was ready to happen. And I thought, you know, I know she's sick, but maybe this will work when she gets better at the end of the week when I'll be there. But either way, it wasn't flowing. And I just kind of let it go. I didn't stress about it. I just kind of saw that there was something that hadn't been sorted out. And I just kind of kept seeing that the universe wasn't really flowing that to me in the present moment, but I didn't freak out about it. And I didn't try to take any other actions. I tried to see what would happen next. And what ended up happening was pretty insane. Another friend that I had been traveling with at that time realized as she knew and saw this thing not really flowing, it all of a sudden a few days later occurred to her that she was going to be out of town and her one bedroom apartment was going to be empty while she was traveling with her husband. So she said, of course, you can just go stay at our place for those two nights. And I can tell you, those two nights of the trip are some of the most special nights I've had looking back on it. I don't know really exactly how to explain why, but there was something so amazing about staying in this beautiful flat in Kensington that is so adorable, that was right near the park, and having it on my own to sit there and reflect and be there again, just staying there in this beautiful place for free on my own. That was what I really, really needed, much more than staying on my friend's sofa who wasn't feeling well. And when I told the friend who wasn't feeling well that I was going to stay at this other friend's, I had two other nights I needed to stay in London, and she was happy, more than happy to have me stay on her sofa for those other nights. So this was a moment where I didn't force anything. I didn't go find Airbnb and just like push too much pressure on my other friend that wasn't feeling good. I just kind of let it hang there for a little while and see what the universe is going to flow to me next. And what it flowed to me was far better than any action I ever could have taken. Another example of this is the time that my friend offered to take me to Lisbon. Joanna Galvo decided that she wanted to show me Portugal and Porto and Lisbon. And even though I knew nothing about Lisbon, I had seen nothing about it, never saw a photo, never knew anything about it. I was just going with the flow because she offered to take me to Portugal. And I was like, yes, that sounds like a fantastic time. You want to take me to Lisbon? Sure, let's go. That's where the universe flowed me through Joanna. And the minute I got there, I fell in love with the city. And I spent, I think, about three weeks overall on the course of this trip in Lisbon. 
So that was a moment of flow. I didn't decide I was going to go there and make this big plan about it. I just made the decision because it felt good at the time to show up to Portugal and spend time with Joanna. And that led to Lisbon and led to me loving the city so much. And another really cool example of flow leading to adventures. Instead of me deciding what the adventure is going to be and then forcing it and forcing it to flow that way. Because that's what we typically do, I think. I think often we decide what we want and we force it and we assume that flow is going to happen and it doesn't always. But if we can look at what the universe is flowing to us right now and go with it and ride the wave rather than fight the wave, everything goes much more smoothly. So this is a really cool example of this. I met an author in Brooklyn the very day that I left from New York City to London. So this is the day one of the trip. I met him for coffee and he told me about the meditation retreat in Scotland that I ended up going to called Donacosa. So as I was in Donacosa, I was doing this hill climbing retreat along with the meditation. So I decided to do that and halfway through the retreat, so I think about day like maybe four or five, we did the final climb, the final hill walking climb. And we ended up climbing Ben Vorlick. Now here's this crazy moment. So a year ago, I watched Alex and Mimi Icon do a vlog about climbing Ben Nevins, which is another very, very similar type of hill. It's also in Scotland as well. And they climbed it. And when I saw them climb it a year ago, I got super excited about it. I was telling Mr. Lively, I want to climb a mountain like that, or I want to find something like that to do in the U.S. We had looked into it and nothing really flowed. There wasn't anything that was kind of the same type of situation. So we just kind of let it go. And I kind of forgot about the fact that I'd had this desire until the fact that I was at this Scottish meditation retreat and they're having us climb Ben Vorlick. So I literally created that thing that I had wanted a year ago in my own life came into my life at this beautiful retreat. And I had no idea it was going to flow me to this amazing adventure. I couldn't have planned it. I just took the flow. I just took the guy's suggestion that I met the author's suggestion to go to this retreat. I decided the hill climbing sounded fun, not even remembering that I'd wanted to do hill climbing a year ago. I just thought that will be a really fun experience because it's one of those things you can only really see the Scottish Highlands in the Scottish Highlands. And then lo and behold, I did the climb that I'd wanted to do all along a year ago. So that is what flow looks like when you just go with the flow and then the adventures follow. It's a lot less stressful when we do this because I think when we decide what adventure we want and then we assume or force flow, sometimes it is not going to work that way and we end up being really stressed out in the process. So that's one of the big lessons I've learned is how to ask the universe and how to like reflect on what is this amazing opportunity in the present moment? How can I fully embrace it and then see what goes from there? What adventure am I going to go on when I find the flow in this moment? Now we have lesson number eight, internal alignment is greater than external expectations because it's more important to me to listen and connect to my intuition than other people's expectations. This has been a huge lesson for me to learn, especially as I'm on this trip and so many people have so many ideas for me, friends, family, Instagram followers, etc. There's 25,000 different opinions about what I should do. And what I've learned is that I need to stay internally aligned to my intuition to follow the flow. Following other people's flow is not going to work for me. So that's what I have learned to do. And some of the things that people may not have expected me, external expectations may not have aligned with, but have worked for me. Here's how my ego could tell me other people should say you should do this, but this is what I've done instead. 
this is what has felt good to me. I went back to the same cities that I loved often. I went to London, Lisbon, and Edinburgh multiple times. I found a sense of routine in them instead of constantly forcing myself to go someplace new, new, new. That was because it internally felt right. It wasn't the external expectations others had. I also didn't feel obligated to go to every city or every restaurant recommendation that I received. I've received them with the joy that people wanted to give me because they just want me to have joy by experiencing these things. And the things that felt right and the things that I felt drawn to, I did and I let the rest go. I also spent a lot of time meeting new people or hanging out with friends instead of going to do a lot of fully solo being on your own time. Again, other people might take a trip like this and want to have a lot of alone time. And they might even think that what I've done is not right in some way based on their own external expectations. But the truth is, I have loved my experience every step of the way. I've loved the people I've met and hung out with. And I'm so glad that I've had some solo time, but I haven't had as much as others might choose to. I've also changed the format of the lively show and the solo shows instead of the interviews. That was not something I was planning. It's not something other people expected me to do when I started, but it totally flowed. I also may move to Europe instead of staying in the States. Other people might expect me to move back to the States. I'm not putting that expectation on myself. I'm going with the flow. I also want to continue to share what I'm learning through this journey in The Lively Show. I want to keep sharing that with you. Some people might want me to do only episodes and interviews on Thursdays. They might want me to do more or less than what I'm going to end up doing going forward. But I'm more interested in being aligned with my intuition and what it has for me than external expectations. And last but not least, I stopped constantly vlogging when I felt it was more draining than life-giving because it was harder to be fully present on the trip when I'm constantly vlogging and thinking about footage for the vlog. So I realized that as I'm constantly traveling now, it's just kind of constantly vlogging my life. That didn't feel so good, so I let myself take a step back on that and do it when it feels right for me. So those are examples of when I have done things that are internally aligned instead of external expectations. I share these so that you also can think in your own life, when are you maybe taking some choices, making some decisions that aren't aligned with your own internal guidance system, but are based on peers or other people out there and what their expectations might be for you? Find your flow, go with it. It's going to take you to wonderful places and other people's flow and other people's expectations may take them to different places. Don't let their choices determine your own. Next up, we have number seven. Sometimes the flowing gets tough. When I was in Barcelona, I found myself really liking a guy that I dated in Portugal. And I really wanted to know what was going to happen with him or where my relationship life in general was headed. This is something I didn't get too deep into at the time of this actually happening. But now that it's all, you know, water under the bridge, I'm happy to share this because this is something that really got tough. It got so hard to want to know the answers to that situation before I really was ready or had time or the situation had really been figured out. So I started to try to force that awareness of what could or would be possible instead of finding the flow and appreciating the week that I spent with my friend in the beautiful city of Barcelona and just allowing things to unfold as they would. And when that happens, guys, when we fight that flow, when we want to know those answers before we can, it's okay. We need to give ourselves empathy, write to our intuition as often as we can. It did help to share constructively with the friend and share that I was really struggling with it. But basically, this whole lesson here is sometimes the flowing gets tough. 
And that's okay. Sometimes we can get out of it quickly. Sometimes it takes a little longer. And that is all totally fine, totally normal, and really highlighted to me the power of our thought life being far more important than our circumstances. Because here I was in Barcelona with my great friend having this incredible time. I mean, I really had so much suffering internally because I was trying to figure things out with this guy sooner than I was able to know. And it stole so many moments. I could have been experiencing more joy because I was focusing on that instead of where I was in the moment and allowing things to unfold. That was so interesting because people, I had moments in Ann Arbor where I was much happier and finding much more flow and doing a much greater job just fully appreciating the moment. And it didn't look nearly as fancy or shiny as Barcelona. So that was an interesting thing. It's like our experience in life is not dictated by the scenery and the sights. That stuff is secondary and is icing on the cake and only really matters once we have the thing that matters most, which is our own internal alignment. But when we get stuck, it's okay. We give ourselves empathy, we write to the intuition, and we share constructively with a friend so that we can feel less alone in this because sometimes the ego wants to to feel like we're the only ones dealing with this and this is our problem and we're stuck. But when we recognize everyone gets into this sometimes, then we feel a little more empathy and a little loosening of the grip. Next up is number six. Sometimes there's a dip after a really, really, really great period. As I was getting accustomed to the newness of Europe in the beginning and expanding my understanding of the different cultures, I was on cloud nine and it felt so amazing and just amazing, amazing, amazing. Everything was great. And then eventually the vast difference between my current reality as I was sitting, I think this is like the second time I was in Portugal, going to watch a Euro cup game at a Portuguese person's house with all of these friends speaking in Portuguese. I had just gotten used to that point not understanding what most people are saying most of the time that I was in different places at that point and realizing the difference between that reality that I was now more used to than my previous life in the States, it all started to set in. And I started to have this kind of crisis, they call it, in the U-curve hypothesis. So in the U-curve hypothesis, this is something that they attribute to people that are expats that are going to new cultures You go from a really high, like it's so great that you're there, and then you kind of dip into the bottom of the U, and you're kind of upset, and you're questioning everything, and it's very unfamiliar, and it it feels a little bit weird, and then you kind of recover from that, and then you reacclimate to the culture that you're in, the new culture. I think this U-curve applies to a lot of things we have. Maybe it's a new relationship or a new baby in the family. Maybe it's a new job, those types of things. It starts off really exciting and shiny often, and then there hits this low, and then we readjust to the new reality, and we move forward and come back up. So that was something that I started to deal with in my own life, and it really questions, what do you really want when you're in it? And after recognizing this and then really going through it, I did kind of recover and I did have more of a balance. And eventually, in more time and experience, I think we all can get out of this crisis and into recovery. But the lesson to understand here was for me that there is a dip. There could be a dip. It doesn't have to say that there always will be, but just knowing that it's possible to have one was very helpful. And I think it's something that we can all think about when we go into a new chapter or a new exciting expansion in our lives to recognize that there might be a little bit of a glow and then a little bit of a questioning and then a reorientation. That's okay. That's normal. Okay, and now let's move on to number five. Your skills and values can never be taken away. 
So this came from the realization that I can sell my house and furniture, you can steal my wallet, or I can end a relationship. But all of those things can be taken away from me, and yet I still have the ability to create a beautiful home in the future. You cannot take away my ability to earn money by stealing my wallet, and you cannot take away my ability to love another person in a new relationship. So our circumstances willingly or unwillingly can change. We can have things ebb and flow in our lives, but the values and our abilities are always within ourselves and we can always apply them to new circumstances and new situations in the future. I don't need to have those things in my life in this very moment. I can allow them to evolve and change and recognize that when it's time and my intuition tells me to move forward with them, that I will have them again. And most importantly, they will still be most truly joyful and fulfilling when I'm following the intuition's guidance in those ways. Number four is about pain happens. Suffering is optional. This lesson came to me when I was at the meditation retreat in Scotland. I was getting two to three migraines a day for almost seven entire days while I was there. This is something that was totally new to me and I had never really experienced something like that before. But instead of freaking out about them and worrying about why it was happening, I went into the meditation retreat in an already wonderful emotional place and I kept my alignment with that joy throughout the pain by choosing thoughts that also supported joy. For example, I decided to assign the meaning to those to be. This is a sign that my body is healing hormonally in a greater way than ever before. This is temporary and it will pass. And that maybe these migraines are here to teach me something that I'll be able to share in a lesson with you here on the show. So by having those thoughts, the experience of joy continued even though the pain happened. A lot of times in the past, I know I would have thought that it was not optional for me to suffer from that emotionally as well. But the truth was seeing that I was already in a good place, could choose thoughts that supported that good place and that good feeling. I could stay in it even though the pain was there. And the best part is that the migraines did pass after I left. It's a really weird fluke thing that happened while I was there. I'm so grateful they're no longer in my life. So I'm glad that that this is temporary and they will pass thing proved to be true. And it's been a great lesson that I get to share here on the show. In a way, it was my own self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, number three, we don't have to own to appreciate. This is one of my favorite lessons that has come out of this adventure for myself and also for one of the episodes that I've shared here on the show. As I found myself at Anthropology in Edinburgh, I found myself wishing that I could buy some pretty coasters or candles or vintage glasses, but the truth is I don't have a house to put them anywhere, so I didn't need to buy those things, and at first I felt a loss because I didn't think I'd get to enjoy them as much as if I got a house to put them in. If I could have a place to put them, then I could appreciate them, but I flipped that on its head. The truth is my intuition is telling me that it's still time to travel the world and meet new people. So when I see things also on Instagram, like relationships, homes, and babies, my intuition is telling me it's not yet time to those things. But that doesn't mean we can't use the power of my imagination for those things and maybe your imagination for other things or maybe you're thinking and wishing for the same like I have. And it doesn't mean we can't have this imagination to vicariously live through other people that have the things that we want in our lives that we don't have right now. 
And then we get to feel that joy and gratitude and appreciation for them as we imagine them or as we celebrate the people that do have them in their lives. And then go back to our very own lives and appreciate what is showing up in our lives in equally, if not even greater way. So the same happens here for me on these travels. If you're looking at my travels and there's a part of you that longs for this, but your circumstances or intuition are telling you this is not the right season for you to do this or time or thing that needs to be in your life, feel free to live vicariously through me. Enjoy it, imagine it, appreciate it, soak it in, and then do what I'm doing too when I look at babies' houses (laughs) and anthropology coasters. Appreciate it and then go back to the life that you have and appreciate every moment of it as well. In this episode, I also go into how life is not about balance as much as it is about a blend. And I use that blend and I describe my favorite Moose Tracks ice cream. So if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely, definitely recommend it. It's over at jesslively.com slash appreciate. So feel free to go over there if you haven't. But this episode and that message in general has been huge for me, especially as this is kind of winding down. So it's been several months of the traveling. And so those roots and those desires are starting to pop up. But like I said, this might be coming up for you too. Maybe there's desires popping up for you that are not in this moment, the right next step. We can still appreciate, we can still have our imagination, we can still get joy from them and continue being on the path we're at for this moment in time until the intuition tells us it is time to start experiencing those other things. Now we're down to the last two guys. So number two, our emotions do not need to equal our circumstances. This came from London when I was having a discussion with a friend about her family seeming to lose perspective on what is truly worth being upset about after she had cancer years ago. Now that she's recovered, many family members are emotionally upset about other things that are not nearly as dire in circumstance, but we talked about the fact that there are millions of possible circumstances that we may face as humans, yet at the same time, there are relatively very few emotions we can choose at any one time. We really, if we boil down the number of physical emotions we could feel, probably between 15 to 20. I used a scale in that episode that has 17 suggested emotions or consciousness levels. Feel free to refer to it if you're interested. But the point is we're also creatures of habit. So on that limited emotional scale, we tend to gravitate towards the same emotions because we're used to them. Or when things are bad, we go to the same emotion that we assign as bad. If things go good, we go to the same emotion that we assign as for the good things. But once we recognize that we have these patterns, we have these habits on the emotional scale, we can recognize within ourselves and we can do the what I call ninja level mastery and practice feeling positive emotions and staying in them even as circumstances change. This is the example that I just shared earlier with the meditation retreat and the migraines. I was at joy. I had pain, which is a changed circumstance that did not necessarily in my past support joy, but I was able to stay up there even though the migraines came into my life and eventually they passed. And overall, there's a few dips down, but overall it stayed pretty high emotionally. And it was much easier to go through those experiences with that ninja level mastery and practicing that peace and joy even before, during, and after the circumstance kind of went south, if you will. And also, we can cultivate more empathy for other people in our lives who may not have as much emotional awareness as us by doing three things. One, sharing that episode of the show if it resonates with them so that they can hear this and maybe see if it soaks in for themselves as well. 
Number two, we can be the light and reflect the emotions that we want regardless of their choices or emotions. Now, this is ninja level mastery stuff if they are actually pushing their emotions on us or saying or wanting us to behave in certain ways and trying to manipulate our behaviors and our emotions based on their desires for us. But if we can be the light and select the emotions we want, even if they're pushing their own agenda on us or just they watch us and observe us live our lives in general, that could be the most effective way overall to get them intrigued and interested in the fact that there might be another way to approach life that doesn't have to include going to the bottom of the emotional scale as often as they are. But the point is not to try to change them. The point is to allow them to have the life experience they're choosing to have while we at the same time choose the experience we want to have. And ultimately, we want to have a good experience and that is within our control. Again, ninja level mastery stuff here. And then last but not least, number three, once we see them in that low emotional state that they're in, we can extend epic empathy for them or for ourselves without trying to change their experience. We can allow them to be there so that we allow them because really we can't change anything that they're going to do. And if you tell someone that's in a down state that they're in a down state and that it's easy to get up, it's not necessarily going to be easy for them to get up and they might retaliate against it. It's not going to help them feel inspired or uplifted. It's going to help them most likely if they're in a negative state, reflect some negativity back at us because that's where they're at. So it's about having empathy for them. And again, going back up to number two, selecting the emotions we want regardless of their choices and emotions. We can only be the light and wait for them to ask how we shine. And now lesson number one. This is the new one for today. This is this week's lesson that I have learned. How have I changed? This is more a little bit about me personally here instead of a more universal lesson. But this is what I've learned. Number one. So I'm still myself. I just now also have an expanded perspective on life. When I look at the girl in the vlogs that you've watched, if you saw the big decision vlog who was scared about selling the house and the furniture and what was gonna come next, I've watched that video over the time that I've been here over the last three months and it's been interesting as I resonate less and less and identify less and less with this person that's on the screen. Over time, I have stripped away on this trip a lot of things, quote unquote. I stripped away routine, I stripped away planning. I stripped away a lot of possessions. <laughs> I pretty much have a car, which I'll probably sell in the States. I've stripped away most of my clothing and all of my furniture except for the dining table. So basically, I own the dining table, a few boxes of personal artwork and possessions and some clothes and the stuff that I have here on my back. So I've stripped away a lot of possessions. I've stripped away relationships and communities in some ways, obviously not permanently in this way, but for the last three months, I have not had the stateside, you know, relationships and community that I'm used to in real life, in person. I've stripped away reading things besides one specific spiritual teaching. I stripped away music except for one CD. I've barely watched TV because Netflix and Hulu here is very terrible compared to the US. And a lot of stuff I think is now on show hiatus anyway. So I haven't really watched TV and I haven't really done any media. I connect with people for updates in the news because people tell you when things are going on. I don't need to actually follow that on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis. So I've stripped away a lot. And instead of focusing on those things that I used to, I've tuned into a few very important experiences. I've focused on meeting new people, having new experiences, 
finding flow in all aspects of life, though I haven't always been perfect at that. That has been a very mindful practice over the last three months. Living as purely in the present moment as possible by only planning things out about maybe a few days to a week at a time and letting things go and evolve as they flow. And then observing and trusting my intuition to guide my next steps every day in every experience. I've been writing to my intuition. Some days I'll skip it, but really there's like some days where I'm doing two to four letters a day to my intuition. So basically I've cut out everything I used to know and I pretty much cleaned the slate so that it's just been about new experiences, people, flow, present moment, and intuition. And I will say that the experience of that has been humongous. I am so grateful. I've had more joy, more feeling of aliveness, more feeling of freedom, more feeling of connectedness, and at times loneliness, and at times fear, and at times overwhelm, and at times boredom. All of those things have happened too. They've definitely not outweighed the good, but they have been there as well. So I don't want to like sugarcoat this or say that this is something that has only been easy, but truly when I do tap into that intuition and I can align with its will for me, it is incredible. And at the same time that I've had those experiences, I've also recognized that there is a part of me that is beginning to crave a light set of roots someplace, ideally and perhaps even here in Europe, and a partner to share this incredible life and experience with. Those two things are things I really do look forward to having in my life at some point. I have no idea when that's honestly going to happen as much as my ego would love to know immediately when those things will happen. And at the same time, I'm submitting humbly to my intuition and going with its guidance for me instead of trying to pick the adventure and make it flow. Right now, when I ask my intuition what I should do next, it says, all you want will be yours. Go and leave the rest to God. Now, as I say God in that context, of course, my intuition knows what I mean by God. And just in case you're confused or curious, I'm saying that in a very universal sense, not in any specific religious sense whatsoever. But that's what it says. It says, all you want will be yours. Go and leave the rest to God. Go and leave the rest of the universe. Go and leave the rest to unfold as it will. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going back to the States and then I'm coming back to the UK and Europe in September. And then I'll be back in the States again in October. Don't know for how long. I don't even really know for where, but that's what I'm doing. And the reason I'm okay with that, and it's been so great, is because I know what's leading the way. My intuition is, and that has made all the difference. So there you have it, guys. Those are the 10 lessons that I have learned. That most recent one has been really kind of the answer I guess I was seeking when I started out in New York, and I was really, really wondering how am I going to change I'm still the same person. I just have a broader perspective on life, what we need in life, what we don't need in life, how Americans view life or how I viewed life as an American versus here in Europe, and even looking at how Europeans view life and how living with so much less stuff in this period of my life, what that's even meant. So I have a broader, more expanded perspective. I feel like I'm the same person. I just have a better viewpoint on myself and the world, and I'm deeply, deeply grateful for it. And I also want to share my appreciation for you. Thank you so very, very, very much for joining me on this journey. Being able to share this experience with you has made this infinitely more rewarding and fulfilling. If I was not doing this with you, this would be infinitely more lonely in some ways. You guys have been my travel companions every step on this path, and I hope that you have benefited in some way, big or small, from this experience in my life. 
And the best part is the journey and the flow and the adventures are going to continue. I'll be back next week on the show sharing what I'm learning as I readjust to the U.S. and finding flow in the States because this is my big new experiment. This is my big new question or limiting belief. Can I flow as much in the States as I have in Europe? Can I experience this moment-to-moment present focus? Can I follow my intuition as diligently when I'm in the States as I have in Europe? There's been a part of me that's approached the U.S. and living where I'm used to living very differently. And I plan, we think ahead. I've seen people on Instagram already talking about fall from America, where here in Europe, everyone's on their you know summer holidays. It's very much summer here. And I can see things like pumpkin chai lattes and stuff popping up in the state feeds. So I think that's going to be interesting to see, can I flow and what kind of experience will it be like to try to have that flow as much in a country and a culture that I'm so used to personally not approaching it in that way. Can I do it? Time will tell. So I'm so excited to see what will happen and share it with you along the way. Now, before I share where I'm heading next in the U.S., I'd like to talk a bit about today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. As you guys know, FreshBooks is an awesome sponsor of The Lively Show. I have loved using them since 2012, far before I even knew that The Lively Show would be a thing. Their bookkeeping software for small businesses and freelancers is incredible. If you haven't checked it out, please go over to freshbooks.com backslash lively to get your free 30-day trial. Recently, I realized that my new credit card that I have for the international fees to be free for the business charges that I've been expensing was not showing up in the expense category automatically. I just had forgotten to connect it. And I had a little bank issue. It wasn't appearing. So I called FreshBooks to get help. And I can tell you, I talked with Jeff. He's amazing. The whole community, I've never had to do support with FreshBooks. I can't remember ever having to do that. And I can tell you the experience was flawless. He was super helpful, super responsive. He dealt with the fact that I couldn't get a call So he emailed me all the details in detail instead of making a call because of the fact that I don't want to use international numbers. And it was just incredible. So give it a shot. Even if you have something like a credit card issue, it's incredible to work with a team that is so in your core every step of the way. Again, you can go over to freshbooks.com backslash lively to get your free 30-day trial and see what I'm talking about. Next up, I'm heading right now to San Francisco and then ultimately Sonoma for the weekend to spend time with my girlfriends and do a bachelorette wine tasting weekend. Then I will stay around, I think it's San Francisco next week and eventually head around. I'm not sure if I'm going to rent a car or not or fly to LA. So some possibilities depending on the flow will be LA or San Diego or maybe Santa Barbara. So I'm not sure where, but if you want to find me and see where I'm actually at moment to moment, the best place to go would be on Instagram at Jess C as in California Lively. And until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. 